Good Monday morning. Uh, Today I want to move on to Colossians chapter 4, and uh, we're going to be starting in verse 2 and reading through verse 6. And uh, Paul is beginning to close his letter uh, to the Colossian believers and uh, is going to be giving them some sort of final instructions uh, as he closes this letter out. Um, Colossians is a wonderful letter of um, biblical encouragement uh, for those who profess to be believers in Christ and who take that uh, relationship with him seriously. And furthermore, who uh, have set themselves on a trajectory of becoming his disciples. Uh, A disciple of Jesus is not someone whose uh, journey of faith stalls out after Uh, their conversion experience of coming to faith in Christ. A disciple is a person who very intentionally decides to devote their lives to Jesus, to live in the world as Christ would live, and to walk closely to Him, um, viewing Christ and their connection to Him as their primary spiritual resource uh, for getting through the challenges of life and for uh, learning uh, and growing through the experiences of life. And so discipleship uh, means something. Uh, A person who comes to faith and then abandons uh, any sort of growth trajectory after coming to faith is not a disciple um, because a disciple is someone who uh, very seriously devotes themselves to following Jesus. Uh, Salvation is the gift of his grace made available to everyone who receives it. Uh, Discipleship is a very intentional journey that we must choose to go on. Um, And so I want to make sure that we're all aware that uh, this book of Colossians is written to a group of believers uh, who viewed themselves as Christ's disciples. They came to faith in Christ and then they wanted to live as Christ in the world. Well, let's pray on this Monday morning as we get started, and uh, thanks again for coming by to, to join us in our study together. Heavenly Father, we love you, and we thank you on this Monday morning uh, that you're with us. The promise of your presence, O oh God, is a, a, such a sustaining influence for us uh, as we go through our days here on this earth. Uh, Father, I pray today that you'd be close uh, to the brokenhearted, especially Father, meet my friends who are listening today in whatever situation they find themselves in. Father, help them to see your handiwork even through the pain and the suffering and the loss. May we see your handiwork. Father, you don't waste our moments. You don't waste our experiences here, the good ones or the painful ones. You use them ultimately for our good and for your glory. And so we give you thanks, Lord God, that um, this life Uh, is really uh, the training ground for our relationship with you. And uh, eternity uh, is the reward. And so we give you thanks, Lord God, that you're faithful now and you will be faithful always as you have always been. Um, And so we cling to your promises and we pray that we would have the uh, ready uh, hearts and um, ready spirits to receive and to apply your word today. We ask that you would teach us through your spirit, and we give you thanks uh, that you're with us even now. In your name we pray all these things. Amen. All right, Colossians 4, verses 2 through 6. Here we go. Uh, Paul writes these words, Devote yourselves to prayer 
being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may, pro- that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. <clears throat> now, uh, Paul begins with some direct instructions to the believers there. He says, first, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Now, uh, devoting ourselves to prayer is uh, an act of discipline. Um, prayer I think sometimes gets confused in our minds and hearts uh, based on what we see in church and how we hear it described by others. There are different types of prayer, uh, different forms of prayer. Uh, There's intercession where we lift up the needs of others. Uh, There's supplication. Uh, There is prayers of uh, adoration where we just simply declare the praises of God back to God. Um, it's not that he needs to hear it because he knows who he is, but he loves to hear it because he loves uh, hearing our hearts uh, turned t- toward him and uh, surrendered to him. And our praise uh, tells him that we see him as he is as well, and we're grateful for that. Um, but but prayer beyond lists and all of these things really should be more focused on being an ongoing open and free and honest conversation with God. And Paul is simply saying, just devote yourselves to communicating with God. Uh, Be in prayer. And then while you're praying, be watchful. Um, Look for the signs of God's work all around you. Look for where God may be calling you to to, uh, have an impact, to bless another person, to uh, intervene in someone's situation and then be thankful. Uh, Another place in scripture, Paul says, pray continually. Um, And I think that uh, he also is encouraging us that prayer and thankfulness go hand in hand as we're praying to God. um, And then we're expressing thanks and gratitude to God for his work. And so when when we're willing to say, Lord, thank you for what you're doing, Uh, we're acknowledging what we see God doing. We're taking time to think about what we see God doing, and we're offering that back to Him as a prayer of thanksgiving. Um, And so uh, thankfulness is a a huge thing. It sets the tone. Um, Have you ever met a grumpy Christian that just seems unhappy and their soul seems unfulfilled and they're not winsome at all? Uh, No one would want the version of Christianity that they're peddling based on their attitude and their uh, the stance of their heart and they lack gratitude and they lack thankfulness and they're always uh, gloom and doom everything is caving in around them and there's never joy uh, that's not a winsome witness <laughs> and I would suggest that that person is probably not spending too much time zooming in on the things in their life that evidence the handiwork of God that they can express gratitude and thankfulness for. And so that attitude is so important. And then Paul encourages them to pray for he and his ministry associates that specifically God might open a door for their message in other places, that the Spirit of God would go before them, laying the groundwork for the gospel to have impact in other places. We can pray that same prayer 
for our churches, fellow believers, missionaries, our pastors and their families, uh, for anyone that uh, cares about their witness, we can be lifting those people up, that God would open the door for our message and for our own witness, that God would open the door for our message. And so that is a great prayer. And uh, I love how Paul expressed that and that he invited others to join him in praying for that. Uh, And he says specifically, we want to proclaim the mystery of Christ Uh, And he says, it's for this mystery that I'm in chains. So once again, we see that Paul's specific personal uh, situation at the time of the writing of this letter was that he was imprisoned, um, but still um, diligently ministering uh, in Christ uh, for the sake of believers and for the sake of those who are yet to know him. Um, and so he says also, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. He says, let what I speak forth uh, be uh, words that connect and words that make sense and that it's a clear articulation of the gospel, that none of Paul gets in the way, but that Jesus gets lifted up and the gospel is clearly and articulately proclaimed so the Spirit working through it can uh, tug at hearts and bring uh, those who have been walking far from God into the kingdom of His love. And so what a great prayer. And I think... uh, Uh, Pastors today should commit themselves to asking uh, their congregants uh, to be praying for them and their expression of the gospel. Uh, Paul continues by saying, be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Our witness to those who are are not a part of the, the community of faith is so very important. And we should be wise in the way that we act toward outsiders. My mom always said, sometimes you're the only gospel people will read. And uh, that has made such an impact on my thinking. Um, What people see coming out of us and hear coming out of us deeply expresses what's truly alive in us. And so that can have a strong impact on our witness. And why is that important? Because Paul says, you might have an opportunity for the gospel in that moment. And if they're catching you uh, at a time when you are grumpy and grouchy and being negative about something, uh, you're going to miss that opportunity. And so he says, be wise in the way that you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. We don't want to lose those moments. We've all been there. And we look back and we realize, gosh, I really missed a moment with that person. I had an opportunity to uh, incarnate Christ and his presence and his love toward another. And I did uh, the opposite. And uh, when those things happen, we pray that the Spirit would teach us through that so that the next time uh, we're ready and our witness is winsome. Uh, And then in 6, he says, Let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Now, uh, people are listening uh, to us. Whether they know we're believers or not, they're listening to the words that come out of us. You might be in a workplace where folks look up to you for whatever reason. Uh, You may have been clear about your commitment to Christ, and they are listening especially closely if that's the case. And um, I love what he encourages us that our conversation would be full of grace, that people would hear conversation that sounds like conversation a Jesus person ought to be having, and uh, that it's seasoned with salt, that it's flavorful in a positive way. It's encouraging, and it's uplifting, and it's 
and it's joyful, um, seasoned with salt, um, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I think people who are listening closely to our words and our conversation, eventually they may have questions for us about the source of our joy and the source of our happiness and the source of our contentment. And uh, we'll be ready in those moments uh, with an answer for that person. And so a great encouragement for a Monday morning as we get back to the grind. Sometimes our workplaces can be incredibly challenging crucibles of our faith. Uh, We're around challenging people and challenging circumstances. Maybe you're in a stressful work environment uh, where jobs are on the line or they've been reducing the workforce and everyone's nervous about their job or you have a difficult boss or whatever the situation might be. Uh, Our workplaces can be a challenging environment for us to live out our witness And so great encouragement from the Word of God today and the teachings of Paul as we get our week started. Have a great day, my friends. I will look forward to seeing you back tomorrow as we continue on in Colossians chapter 4.